This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. Welcome to the 2021 by-election interviews on Free FM 89.0. I'm your host, Gary Farrow. Hamilton City Council is holding a by-election in Hamilton East following the death of Councillor Margaret Forsyth. The aim of this program, which has taken place over the last six weeks, is to allow by-election candidates to inform you, the voter, about who they are and what they stand for. The key ground rule is the candidates are allowed a maximum of 15 minutes to answer my questions. Welcome to the 2021 by-election interviews, Jennifer Myers. Good afternoon, lucky last. Tell us about your background. Um, I'm probably the only candidate you have who calls themselves a Kiwi can. I'm originally from the States, but I moved directly to Hamilton East from South Florida, which is a story for another day, with my American partner, who's a clinical psychologist and the director of a mental health organization here in Frankton, and our daughter, who's a singer-songwriter currently at University in Wellington. We moved, ba- uh, moved here back in 2010, and we all gained New, Ze- New Zealand citizenship in 2016. Um, I've got a master's degree in business administration, and I've been working alongside the business owners in this community, some right here in the CBD, for the past nearly 11 years as a certified leadership and business coach and certified communication and behavioral consultant through my business, Generate Leadership Solutions. With regard to governance experience, I currently chair the board of a not-for-profit called Coco's Class, and I'm a former chair of one of our regional chambers of commerce, the Tiawamuti Chamber. So that's me. Why have you decided to stand in the council by-election for Hamilton East? So over the past almost 11 years, 10 and a bit years, um, I've watched Hamilton grow and change significantly in the time that I've been here. And I believe Hamilton's at a pivotal point in its evolution from a city with an identity crisis to a city that can, with sensible leadership, take its place as one of the best cities in the world in which to live, work, and play. I'm ready and able at this point in my life to add my voice and my unique skill set to the council in order to help create and share an inspiring vision of what the city could be. I bring big picture thinking, practicality, exceptional communication skills, and a bias for taking action, not just working on hypotheticals, to the council team. What has the current council elected in 2019 been doing well, do you think? I like the work they've done on the cycleways. I think that's been brilliant. Uh, And I fully support the continuation of that work, not just north and south, but east and west to make it easier and safer for those in our community who choose to make cycling a part of their day and their commute um, to get to work and back home safely. Uh, I support the smart inner city growth that we've seen lately, growing up versus growing out. Um, However, I do have an issue with the affordability of the apartments being built, but that's part of a larger national conversation, not just a Hamilton problem. Um, Hamilton Gardens is the current gem of the city. So that has been a brilliant development that I think continues, needs to continue to be showcased because that not only is a great place for people who live here to enjoy spending time in, but it's also a great draw card for tourists. What decisions has the current council made that you have not been happy with? Over the past nearly 11 years, Hamilton has totally missed the boat on leveraging the river that runs right through it. Um, I think I read in the 10-year plan that there's money allocated yet again for another study about what to do regarding development along the river. Um, And I have to ask the question about how many of these studies are we going to fund and then not take the advice of. 
uh, it's a total farce, in my opinion, to call in the experts who ostensibly should know what they're talking about and then throw out the plan. Why bother in the first place if you're not going to take any advice? Historically, Garden Place, not such a fan. Uh, it's been through so many different facelifts and still isn't particularly inspiring, but at least it includes some public art now. Uh, speaking of, I totally agree with two of your other guests, and I think it was Kat and Peter, uh, who are both proponents for putting more effort and support around arts and culture in our city. When I visit other places that are comparable size to Hamilton and even smaller, uh, and I see the ways they've managed to include art in their public spaces, I'm jealous. Places like Nelson, New Plymouth, Whanganui, uh, and Christchurch. So I think Hamilton can do better. Tell us about your thoughts on the controversial Innovating Streets trial on Ross Trevor Street and Ward Street and the Hamilton CBD. Bit of a dog's breakfast to use, a term that I hear here quite a bit. Um, I appreciate the fact that they're trying to include some of that public art that I was just talking about. However, and make it ostensibly safer for pedestrians and people riding bikes to move around. However, I think the execution was a bit off the mark. Uh, I'm glad that Ross Trevor's been reopened again because that put extra pressure while it was closed on the London and Tristram intersection uh, and made more headaches for traffic having to go around that. And Ward Street, not particularly happy with that. It's very confusing. Visually, if you're in a car, there's a lot to look at. There's a lot of signage. The colors, it's confusing. And one evening, as I was driving, um, crossing through that intersection, uh, coming off Seddon and going through into the city uh, to park to go into Wintech uh, or the atrium. I witnessed a biker being bumped off of their bike by a, a car, a driver who didn't know where they were supposed to be. And there was a gentleman sitting in a car facing me. He was in the wrong lane um, to come through the traffic light because he didn't know where he needed to be. So it was a little scary. So that shows some obvious problems in terms of the safety of it, mm. of the um, Ward Street redevelopment, not just the way in which it was pulled off. Correct. I think it could have been less busy. The, I think the busyness is what confuses everyone. There's so much going on right now that you need to watch with the signage, the different colours, the lanes. Yeah, that is just confusing. That needs to be, I think, rejigged. How do you think the communication could have been done differently with that project? I'm not quite certain, but it did seem to be something that was a bit sprung. I mean, I know it's worked on for a while, but I didn't quite know what was happening and wasn't quite sure how the end product was supposed to look. So, yeah, probably could have been a bit more engagement with the community around how that was going to be rolled out and how it needs to be used. And going back to Garden Place that we were just talking about a moment ago, there have been um, some improvements in there, like the uh, reopening of Hamilton Central Library mm. and um, new cafes opening up, um, interactive Hamilton Central Business Association um, photo display that's there at the moment. Um, but what do you think Garden Place should be like? For me... I think Garden Place should really be, take what they've done, the vision that they had for the gardens, and put that into, of course, granted, it's a much smaller space, uh, Garden Place. How can you, I like when they have events, festivals, things that really draw people uh, who live here and tourists into that space to enjoy it right to add value whether that's music whether that's artistic performances but yeah utilizing that space better for those sorts of things i think would be useful what are your priorities if you were to get a seat on council 
I really see my potential role on the council as a rational voice advocating for a Hamilton that's a desirable place to live, work, and play. I believe Hamilton can be a world-class city, but it needs world-class leadership and world-class vision and execution to get to that point. What that looks like for me is advocating for a safer CBD. Just yesterday while I was in town, I heard, but I wasn't, I couldn't see a violent incident that that occurred on Anglesey Street. Um, I found out later on what had actually happened. Um, But yeah, making it safer to be in the CBD. Um, Making it easier to get into town from the suburbs by offering better commuter options, perhaps park and ride. Uh, and maybe making it interesting or attractive potentially to tourists as a method of getting into town to, you know, walk up and down Victoria Street and see everything we have to offer. And eventually coming to the river to <laughs> enjoy the river and what's what's been developed along there. Um, this means continuing that public-private partnership that's seen us build some amazing new business spaces here in town and continuing to grow up, not out. I'm also an advocate for the living wage, so I'd like to see council take a stand on that and really encourage our member, the businesses that are in the CBD, to do the right thing. And meaning supporting the arts, because I know funding, putting more funding and focus on the arts, because I know that's something that really enriches the lives of not only the people who live here, but is potentially a great um, attraction for those that are outside the area. Going a little bit tangential. Uh um, (laughs) Uh-oh. No, but don't worry. Um, rates. So obviously, to to do any uh, improvements or additional facilities uh, for council, uh, like you've been talking about for the last um, couple of minutes, um, they could require an increase of rates or a um, prioritisation of rates from being spent on other areas. Mm-hmm. Um, so just in terms of rates in general... What are your thoughts on rates and the, the way current rates are increasing? I think many of my fellow candidates would probably agree with me that the rates rise uh, that is on looming, that has happened and is looming over the next couple of years, is a bit stiff. So I think moving forward, um, looking at intelligently and in a measured way, investing in the things we need to invest in so that we don't need to play catch up at some point in the future. Mm. Lastly, why should residents of Hamilton East vote for you? Hey, look, I don't have council experience, so uh, I think in this situation, that's actually a good thing. I'm not more of the same old, same old. I'm a fresh pair of eyes. And I don't see this 12-month term as practice or an apprenticeship, as some of the candidates have mentioned. Um, I see this as a time for me to earn my place at that council team at the next election by adding a positive, rational voice to the mix. So if you haven't yet decided who you're voting for, vote for me. Thank you for coming on the 2021 by-election interviews on Free FM 89.0. Jennifer Myers. For more episodes, use the accessmedia.nz app for iOS and Android devices or subscribe to this podcast via Spotify, iHeartRadio or Apple Podcasts. This Free FM podcast was brought to you with support from New Zealand On Air.